Oh, the road to hell, Josh. Episode five of season six. It is our penultimate mailbag. It is our penultimate episode. We've got our winners and losers for the second last time. We know the episode name, in fact, for this finale. As we welcome you here into By Order of the Peaky Blinders. As always, Josh and Daniel, we hope you enjoyed our little midweek foray into the uh, the speculative realm that is the movie sphere for Tommy Shelby and company. But we're going to go back and break down this fifth episode via our fans. But yeah, Josh, we go, ready for this? We're going to go episode by episode. It starts black day, then black shirt, then gold into sapphire, road to hell, or the road to hell, and it ends with lock and key. Hmm. hmm. What does that mean? Hmm. I uh, do not know, but I'll be honest with you. The road to hell was very, uh, was very bumpy in season five for, for those loyal fans like us that sit and, um, and our emotions carry with how this episode comes. And I think a lot of you fans as well. So let's dive right into our mailbag. Once again, we've got Jacob leading us off. He kept it short and sweet. And all he, Jacob wants to be spoken about is, Quote, I am not on board with Tommy dying at the end of this last episode. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the movie, but if you guys know something else, I'd love to hear it. And if he does make it in the movie, how do you think it will go? Jacob, I'm going to be honest with you. Josh and I, we also do not want Tommy to die at the end of this season. Just personally. Like, I would love to see Killian Murphy in the movie. How do I think he will be in the movie? I spoke a lot about it over on, on the Wednesday episode, which is... I think Tommy Shelby in this movie will be in it briefly with a couple flashbacks, maybe a scene in the beginning with him teaching Duke or teaching Finn, or maybe Charlie is growing up, his his oldest son. And it's going to be a little bit more of that as like the, the eldest member. Maybe he's like, you know, a little bit older in terms of his visuals. Maybe, maybe the, the, the cancer is getting to him. I think Paul... Anderson might have a bigger role. What do you think about this, Josh? What do you think if he makes it to the movie, how do you think it will go? I like don't know. It's really hard for me to predict. I don't see any, because as we just said, I'm so on this hill of Tommy dying and me being right right about my bold prediction. I got teased with me being right about it, but I have not contemplated or fathomed a life past season six, episode six for Tommy Shelby. Like, I don't know what that, that is. Maybe it's him, but he's moved away with Lizzie, away from this life, kind of cut off the Peaky Blinders life. And maybe there's been some threat to the rest of his family that he has to come and give guidance or, or give his wisdom. I don't know. I really don't know. As I said, I don't think that the show's ending will be a success if Tommy Shelby does not pass, especially with them planting the seed that he has this term, this this life, you know, life or death uh, illness that he's on the brink of death. I, I just don't see a realistic solution to the show. So I don't know what Killian Murphy's role in the next movie would be, if Tommy Shelby's role in 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 the movie would be. But I would hope that they do kind of phase him out to be realistic because he's been mentioning how this is his last order of business. This is his last thing he wants to do. And he's going to, he's been mentioning it for two seasons now. So I hope that he is a man of his word in that aspect and that it's realistic in that sense. 
And we talked a lot about this over on our Patreon deep dive at patreon.com slash by order of Peaky this week. Alfie is going to play a massive role in this episode. That's to, all we know. To. That's all we know. He has to. He, he was teased in the beginning. He's got one final act for him. Dot, dot, dot. We're going to leave it there. You know, obviously, if you want a little bit more information from our perspective on that, we'll go, go into our Patreon episode, but we'll keep this mailbag flowing. Sam messages us, what an episode again. I agree with you about Finn. Wondered where he was all season. Now he's here, and it's clear he wasn't happy with what Arthur was doing and what happened to the referee. Stephen Knight said the film would have two stories. And I, side note, Stephen Knight said all this shit. It's hard to like take anything he's saying now without a grain of salt. He's told us that there was going to be seven seasons of Peaky Blinders. Okay, COVID has to do with that. Let him off the hook. But then he said that the series would end. And I hate when, I've never even seen a creator tell us how the season series will end. And he's like, the series will end with the bells ringing to bring in the war. Well, now he's coming back on that. He said, oh, I have to go into the war. I can't help myself. So Stephen Knight said the film would have two stories. So I think it would be the Tommy and Arthur story redemption arc and the young ones taking over and what happens going into World War II. Sure. I don't I would, know. We, we talked I a lot would about absolutely movie, hate that, by the way. <laughs> there's it no way the, there's, there is no redemption arc. I don't even know what that could be, to be honest. It would be the, it would be the corniest fucking plot ever, ever. I would not watch it. If, if the movie is going to be the young ones taking over, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, that would be tough. I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I would rather I'm just sorry, get right like, into the like war. I won't. No, I know. Do you just, agree? Do you agree? I mean, I'm going to watch it. Okay, obviously I'm going to watch it. Obviously I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to hate myself for watching it. Yeah, will it be the center of my attention while I'm watching if 20 minutes in it gets a little boring? No, I'm going to fade a little bit and go on my phone. Um, Sam finishes by saying the gruesome scenes were a little too hard to watch, which has turned into a theme. And we'll get to that in a minute. There are too many people who have Shelby's heads on a wanted list. Can't wait to see how all this goes. And uh, that takes us right into... Um, let's see, who was it? The, uh, the very bloody scene. Okay. Carmela. Carmela had a, a couple thoughts. She's been a, a devout, uh, listener and, and a great mailbag, her and her aunt who, uh, quote is a lot like Polly. And Carmela says, for the record, I did not want the violence. I am a female. And that scene in the sauna was brutal to watch. She also was worried about Curly, who looks very different this season. I think maybe the actor just got into great shape. Yeah, poor right. one out, poor one out. COVID, uh, Curly uh, was was hitting the Peloton during COVID, just like everyone else. He was he was doing some hit workouts with some uh, of the Car- Peloton. Carmella, th- I'll, I'll ring a couple of things here, and we can talk about all of it at once. Carmella thinks that the Michael Dream was a curse, and the water ball that he the water bowl that he dropped the blood into was looking into Michael's future. The line about war and death. We'll see. And then lastly, um, with you. Carmilla says she agrees with Josh's point about why Jack wants to kill Arthur. It does not add up for her. The whole season, Arthur has been a non-threat. Jack Jack has likely never even met him. And the only possibility is if Michael casually mentioned Arthur's influence on the family, which funny enough, I I can't imagine Michael would have that many good things to say about Arthur, except he's a bruiser. Go ahead. Unless this just hit me. Uh And I think it's going to relate to one of your other male. Doesn't this same writer talk about retribution for the so right here yeah the finish the sentence finishes by saying i think the italian comment does mean something here retribution for the changretta family okay what if 
the Changretas want to complete whatever. It's not the trifecta. I guess they want to complete the Shelby brother murders mm-hmm. and they want to murder Arthur just like they wanted to murder John. I mean, obviously they wanted to murder John for other reasons because John kind of antagonized and incited it. Well, John's the reason. Murder- John's the reason why it all went to shit, right? Right. To but get they want to murder Arthur to get the Tommy even more. And it's like vis-a-vis Jack and the, it's like through the, the Changretas kind of ordering the kill. And if they are actually in cahoots, that would be fucking crazy if we saw the Changretas in season six, episode six. And if that was like a, a giant plan and they were in, I don't know. I'm, I'm just spitballing. That would be crazy. But that just hit me that that could be a thing. That would I be still sick. do agree that the Changretas and Jack Nelson, that that was a, that that line where he said that the Italians taught me that, you know, a man loves, loves, doesn't love anything else more than his balls kind of thing. Yeah. I think that that did have to have to do with the Changretas. That would be sick. I would love it. Um, yeah. That'll wrap up our mailbag here. Let's jump into our winners and losers. And just a reminder of who we picked last episode, Josh went winner, Diana, loser, Arthur. I went winner, Captain Swing, who I don't think we saw in this episode at all. I don't think we did. Um, and loser, Tommy. And now into this penultimate episode, Josh, you want to cue us up or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So I'm going to talk out my, my reasoning here. So I'm going to start with the winner. And it feels like it's between two. So you let me know if you're considering one of these and then we'll make it really easy. But uh, it's a tough one because I really want to... It's, it's between Duke and Linda, my two winners of the episode. Obviously, Duke just lucked into like the, the lottery, right? He's, he's going from being a traveling Lee family, you know, sidekick, no, non, non-factor, and, and now he's a Shelby. And it's, it's as simple as it gets. He, he's going to be treated like trash in the beginning, but it feels like Duke is, is, is on the come up. For Linda, she just obviously made a lot of money and is, is back into the conversation. But because she has to deal with Arthur, I'm, I'm going to lean Duke for my winner for this episode and, and hope that he doesn't absolutely just dominate in episode six. And then I'm like, fuck, why did I take Duke in five? But I'm, I'm sticking, I'm going to go Conrad Khan. He was, he didn't really have any lines, maybe three or four of them total, but I thought he did a pretty good job. All right, all right, I hear you. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael as my winner because okay. not only is he getting bailed out of jail finally, but he has clarity from Polly, his mother, as to what he needs to do. And he gets the kind of the green light. So he has full steam ahead, green light going for him. He's out of jail. He's going to be able to, 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 to see Gina again. Hopefully he doesn't find out that he'd be a big loser. Um, but I think that's why Michael's my winner. He's out of jail and he's got you know, his eyes on the prize, so to say. So Okay, what about loser? So my loser is Billy Grade. Okay, yes. Billy Grade, because here he is in the middle of the plot. He has debts that he has to pay for so many different people to the Peaky Blinders, now to Jack Nelson and the Boston gang. And he has to further their initiative to, to give information to, to Jack Nelson about the Peaky Blinders. So he's just digging his, his grave deeper and yeah, deeper and, and, and just he's giving got... himself a bigger hole. And it's not his fault. He, he has no choice. It's life or death for him. Well, he, he didn't have to pick up the phone in the season five finale and start all of this or else they wouldn't have right. known. Right. But I'm so, just, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for anyone 
that has used a razor down there, he's the loser physically too, because we know that he's bleeding from a spot that is not very fun to bleed from. That sounds awful. I, that, that, that's also why he's a big loser. Right. He's the physical loser and he's the metaphorical loser. Um, because you've already used her, I was, I was very confident that I can have my loser all for myself here. And I wasn't going to let the season finish without giving a shout out to our girl Lizzie, who through all of it. That was my, that was my other, that was my runner up for loser. She's definitely a loser. Yeah, it, she's not. A, she's not a loser. She's a loser in in this episode in terms of losing our game. I want to preface that she's not a loser. Anyways, <laughs> well, it's tough because I didn't use her when she lost her daughter. Um, I didn't use her when she lost her like husband, pretty much, right? But this is a tough one. Getting personally and publicly like embarrassed in a big environment like that, like a very important table sit down. That's, that's the nail. That's the nail on the coffin for Lizzie. I don't know how she can come back from this. She didn't even like, she didn't have a quick witted comeback at all for it. She wasn't prepared for it. Like, how are you not a little bit prepared for Tommy Shelby? Maybe to have sleeping, like have slept with this, like alluring, powerful character Almost every woman with power in this show, Tommy Shelby has slept with. Can we think of, I, I don't know if I can think of one except for his sister, which obvious, but from like Grace to May to Jesse Eden to Tatiana, all of the powerful women in this show have been seduced or have seduced Tommy and Lizzie didn't expect it. And that's, that's a tough one to not come into it and, and, uh, pour one out for Lizzie. Yeah, she. Yep. I I don't know how I don't know what her role is going to be in episode six. I would rather see less. See her, bro. Yeah, I would rather see less of her than have her moping around. I hope she comes back strong. I will make that on the record. What if I she just love, saves the day? Like, what if I she would, saves something? Like, out of nowhere, she has a gun in her hand and she shoots somebody as they're about to kill someone really important. That'd be crazy. That would be sick. Oh, there is one more mailbag that I forgot and I was going to talk about it and I'll have to touch it here now it's from Catherine it's it's the best one I teased it on Wednesday Catherine uh also mentioned that it was tough for her to watch some of those gruesome scenes Killian did say it was dark as fuck and gothic and here we go these are Catherine's theories and maybe one of them involves Lizzie here's Catherine's theories quote I just can't imagine a peaky film without Tommy Shelby and this is how he might survive a, the doctor is working for Mosley slash the IRA slash Nelson and is lying and the x-ray is fake. Okay. B, the tumor is real and he gets an operation and it gets removed and he survives. Easy. Not sure about that one. C, gypsy magic, which is he obtains redemption and the curse is lifted and the tumor disappears. Considering he blew down that entire family of the Barwells, I'm not so sure. Or I think Winston Churchill will save him like he did in 2.6. That is very possible. Or Tommy just gets out of the situation like he did with Billy Kimber, with Luca, and with him finding his way out of all of the situations. And here's the thing for you, Josh. He, why, he excuse me, Tommy in the Radio Times Magazine interview rides a white horse 
And Stephen Knight, of course, said the white horse is a symbol of hope. And if Tommy rides a white horse, then everything will be fine. Those are the theories. And I wanted to get that out there. Before this I think weekend. the one that I like the most is the fact that maybe the doctor is actually yeah. in cahoots with Oswald Mosley or Jack Nelson, whoever is trying to undermine Tommy in order to get him to be a little more vulnerable and at his lowest and kind of maybe get him to go as guns blazing as possible as his last ride out into the sunset kind of thing. I think that's a pretty realistic situation as the, the doctor didn't seem like it was the most knowledgeable uh, in terms of doctor terms. I don't know. That's just, that, that's just something that I saw. I also do like the fact that maybe Churchill will be the one who saves the day. Maybe yeah. he has some, you know, secret medicine that hasn't been released to the public that will save Tommy. I don't know, but those are a lot of really good theories and we will find out shortly. Yes, we will. That'll wrap us up. The next time we'll be talking to you will be after the finale, our Twitter space premiere where Josh and I will come on live right when we finish watching. So keep tabs on Twitter. We'll update you, give you a little bit of like a 20 minute warning, maybe a 10 minute heads up of when we'll be going live. So the only way to find out is to follow us on Twitter at by order of Peaky. And until then, we can't wait. Enjoy it. It's going to be a 80 to 90 minute spectacle on Sunday night. Get your popcorn. Make sure you're around some fantastic snacks and people and enjoy the final episode ever of Peaky Blinders. The nine-year saga comes to a close in just a few days. He's Josh, I'm Daniel, and we binge so you don't have to.